Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Your host, Bishop Earl. I'm really pleased tonight to uh, welcome Russ East, who many of you will know that name and his voice. From He's the station manager at uh, 8.20 a.m., The Truth our radio station here that we can't live without, so we appreciate it. How long have you been the ma- station manager there? We started in July of 2008 here. here really? In Utah. Yeah. And had there been a Christian talk uh, station like this before? Not quite like ours. Ours is, is all Bible teachers, Christian talk shows, and also, to my knowledge, no other stations quite like AM820. Wow. Yeah. And do you, are you, do you participate in the selection of who gets on the... A little station. bit. I, think there, there's, I, I try to, I try to listen to, to the people of Utah, you know, and find out what is it that they're really needing and looking for. Okay. And I try and give my suggestions. Wow. So. Well, that's exciting. I'm sure our audience, many of them, will know you as, uh, as I hear Russ East uh, all the time on their 820 station. So we appreciate you coming. Well, Russ awesome. East, in addition to being the station manager, is also a former Mormon. So uh, the reason that you're on the program. And of pioneer heritage, is that right? How far back do, right. you, do you go? Well, you know, my mom's side goes back um, four generations. Wow. So I, <laughs> she, she grew up in Provo. Yeah. And um, so I can remember hearing stories of the, the pioneers, the pioneers and coming across. And we were family. part of that somewhere in there in those, <laughs> yeah. in those groups. Yeah. So was your family active pretty much when you were growing up? And well, you went to primary yeah. and you got baptized and all that stuff? I would say we were somewhat active. We weren't super active all the time, mm. but I, I remember uh, when you know Pioneer Day would come, and I'd dress up like a pioneer and put my <laughs> brother in a wagon, and we'd circle around the the yeah. ward house, you know. Yeah. And I was involved in scouts, and okay. I had a CTR box, and I had a little chart that said, "How do I measure up?" Oh you yeah. Know? Yeah. I remember I remember doing my uh, my uh, tithing to the bishop. I get a dollar a week allowance, so I remember bringing him a dime. Yeah. And and I thought a lot about you know going on a mission someday. So I was a committed little boy. Yeah. You know, just you know this church. Now my grandfather though on my mom's side, um, her father he was a polygamist. He wow. he ended up being a part of a group in Utah that that you know broke off and I I don't know all the details exactly, but. Uh, some some horrific stories, as, as sad stories about that whole choice that he made. Yeah. So we distanced ourselves from from my grandfather on my mom's side. But um, did he stay in Utah or did he go to Canada or he stayed in Utah? Mexico. He stayed in Utah. Yeah. And wow. He had two wives, so we oh. just kind of steered clear from him. But I, but uh, yeah, I can tell you a little later a little, <laughs> some some interaction with him later yeah. in my life. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, what happens then as you're growing up then? You did you right. take seminary kind of stuff? Never or? went to seminary. Oh. I, I, when I was baptized, though, I remember when I was eight years old, I yeah. sat in the office of the bishop, and my father was there, and I remember them asking me, um, you know, do you believe that Joseph Smith was a true prophet of God, Book of Mormon is true? And I said yes, you know, without any hesitation. 
I, I uh, because it had just been drilled into you, do you think, or did well, you feel you like know, you had a testimony? I, I believe that was true. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't seem to be too far fetched. I, I like the idea of the preexistence that we yeah. were with Heavenly Father beforehand. Yeah. I like the idea of um, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. <laughs> Book of Mormon stories. Yeah, that my teacher told to me. Yeah, nights across the sea, and <laughs> you know all those stories. Just, they made they made sense to me. Yeah. Um, when I was baptized, I was baptized three times. Uh, some people might find that kind of interesting because uh, the first time my toe was out of the water yeah. and the second time the top of my head was out of the water and the third time my whole body went under the water. You got it. So, Fully immersed. Yeah. 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 yeah we used to, well, they have witnesses there to yeah, watch I that. The so, yeah. that. So tell us what happens a little later on in your youth. Well, as I'm going on, I remember asking a question in, in Sunday school class. I can't remember what the question was, but I remember the answer was, Rusty, don't ask, why do you ask so many questions? Stop asking so many questions. I don't think I was being annoying or anything. I just had a few questions, you know, as a eight, nine-year-old boy. Things you didn't boy. understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so that really stuck with me, you know. And then as time went on, I remember going to Mutual and for, for high schoolers, you know, junior high yeah, age. Yeah. And I can remember just basically hearing so much about the temple, hearing about the prophets, and but i didn't have any type of assurance that i had a relationship with god i didn't have my sins forgiven now i felt really forgiven really clean once i was baptized when you got baptized yeah that felt great and that that was probably the the closest i felt to god you know in my life being a mormon person you yeah know, being a mormon but as, as it went on i can just remember wanting that same experience that joseph smith had and I didn't. I didn't see oh, him because he, mean, he got to meet Heavenly Father. He got yeah. to meet Jesus. And you wanted that face. same experience. I thought, well, if he can have that, then why? Why am I being denied that? At least that feeling or experience. Yeah. And I remember, you know, we had a Bible my grandmother had given me, and my I remember, you know, my family didn't really read the Bible together or anything. But I remember the Book of Job was something that we went through during difficult yeah. times and. So, as time went on, though, I just never had that peace. I never had that assurance that my sins were forgiven, that I could know that I'd be in the, in the presence of God when I died, because of the three degrees of glory, you know? Yeah. My, my parents weren't sealed in the temple. So I can remember coming home from church, I can remember distinctly, you know, just kind of running into the bathroom and, and locking the door and just having some moments of tears, crying, because my parents weren't sealed, and there was no assurance that my my wow. eternal destiny was going to be with them yeah because alone, they weren't sealed they weren't sealed right so i didn't i never had that that kind of security plus you weren't even sure you were being forgiven of your sins right Is that yeah, what you're that saying? Was, yeah that was never you're always trying to be good yeah. you know but you never know are you good enough so so what happened enough. with the prayer did you go right well I, i'd seen pictures you know of joseph smith out sure. in the woods so i did the same thing i went back behind my house and I knelt down, and this was in the summer of 1979. So, beautiful day, sun glistening through the trees, and oh. creek is flowing next to me, just like the pictures. <laughs> and here I am, I'm 14 years old, and Joseph Smith Perfect. was 14 years Perfect. old. Yeah. And I literally knelt there, and I looked up, and I thought maybe the two would come down and talk to me. So, I waited for about 10, 15 minutes. If any of you lack wisdom, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? And so, um, I waited, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Oh. But in a, in a sense, something did happen. Um, shortly after that, probably a week or two, I was doing what I would normally do in the summer, you know, go around, take the, the lawnmower, 
go up to people's homes, knock on their door, hey, do you need your lawn mowed? Hmm. So came upon this house, and it was the home of Madeline Grinstead. And um, this lady happened to be a born-again Christian. Oh. And she started just asking me questions like, well, do you have a church you're going to? Um, and I told her, yes, uh, we're Mormon. You know? And she said, well, why don't you come visit our church? And so I was like, well, I'm not really that interested in that. But she's, oh, what's your, what's your mom and dad's phone number? I want to give them a call. See, and if, so, see if you can come. Yeah. yeah. Where was this at? This is in Santa Rosa, California. Wow. Northern California. So, so on Montgomery Drive. And so, <laughs> you know, there, so, so now, now I've given the phone number. And I don't know what's going to happen, you know. But next thing I know, I think the next Sunday, we're in the car. And we're going to visit this church. <laughs> and they have a Christian school in association with this church. So that was one of the things that probably Mrs. Grinstead told my mom on the phone. They check out hey, they the got school. a school, they got this church, you gotta come visit. So we went and I remember it being so different in many ways. One of the things that was different going to that church first service, it was a communion service. And so they handed out little you know little cups of juice opposed to the water, yeah. you know, that I would take in sacrament. And the bread, they were little flat pieces of bread, not uh, like unleavened, unleavened type, bread yeah. and not like leavened bread, like Wonder Bread. Um, so, and, and I remember when they passed the communion, the, the, the elements, I, I took it quickly, like, they would, like we would do in the earliest yeah. church. But in the Christian church, everybody waited until the pastor took it, took it, you know, and then oh. they all took it together. So my whole family, we all just kind of <laughs> were out of sync, you yeah. know. And, um, you know, the, the, the songs had a certain type of a, um, uh, I guess you could say like a, a deeper meaning to them. You know, they had like, I was going to say soul to it. You know, it had, mm -hmm. it had a soul to it. It had. I, I think of it as more worshipful. Yeah, Would worshipful and more, more real and just everyone was worshiping and, God with it. It, yeah. was, it was something. So you noticed that even as a mm -hmm. young person. Yeah, yeah. And, wow. the, and the message of salvation was given uh, at the end of the service by a very enthusiastic pastor, Pastor Robert Graves, who's with the Lord now, but oh. um, I heard this message of salvation, but it just sounded a little too easy to me. It sounded like, you know, he had missed so many things. He didn't mention anything about the golden plates, Joseph Smith. Going to the temple. Angel Moroni, the temple. So I'm listening to this whole story, and it sounded good about Jesus, but it just didn't seem to work for me at that moment. It just didn't, yeah. it sounded way too simple, that I could just put my faith and trust in Christ alone, and then know I'd be in heaven. But then we went back again, to that same church. And I'm sitting there in the pew, um, same gospel message is given, and this time, for some reason, it all made sense. Well, because the, the I guess maybe the fact that it was a gift, that was the part, I'm sure he said that the first time I heard it, but that it, idea of it being a gift, this, that salvation was a gift. This grace that Christ mm -hmm. has given us is a gift. And that really just made sense. And I felt kind of selfish, you know, like, yeah, I want that gift, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, that's what I want. I want forgiveness. I want a relationship with God. Why not? Yeah, I'll do it. So, so he said, you know, if you, if you really mean it in your heart that you believe you're a sinner, that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, this is all you have to do. This is, he, he, he said it is finished. So raise your hand if you've, if you've prayed along with me, this, this sinner's prayer. And I started to do that. My brother next to me, a couple years younger, he felt my, my arm going up as I was raising my hand. And he said, what are you doing? And I just told him to shut up. Because <laughs> I was going to do this. You know, I wasn't going to let anybody, I didn't yeah. want him to, to keep me from doing this. 
So um, after I told my brother to shut up, I accepted Jesus into my heart, into my oh life, my and it was my Lord. And, um, and I felt that weight taken off of me. I felt that sense of truly being born again. The pastor you know, came out of his office after the service and all excited. And he, handed, to you. he talked to me just for a few minutes. I met some people at the church there, and then I went to go talk to my dad because I wanted to know, you know, why haven't you told me any of this stuff before? <laughs> and uh, I, had, I just did what that pastor said to do. But um, he said, well, I've done it too. Your dad had yeah, said that? Yeah, my dad. He said, I did this too. But, you know, he didn't want to quite tell the whole family because sometimes in, in the Mormon church, there, if one person decides to leave the LDS church or doesn't show strong, you know, beliefs strong, in it, yeah. the, the two will part. You know, a divorce can happen. He didn't want that. Right. So he didn't know quite what to do. So I understand that, you know. So he yeah. had already, he had been born again? For about or, two years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And uh, it was a business friend of his that shared Christ with him. And so my dad had done that. Um, so then what I did was I went home after that and I went upstairs to my room because now I'm a little confused. I'm not sure. sure. I, I, oh, know, yeah. I know that I have done something that was definitely biblical and that was something way different than the, what the Mormon church had ever taught me. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, well, should I still be a member of the Mormon church or not? Yeah. That maybe I just missed it with them too. I don't know, you know. But <laughs> I, I took the Bible my grandmother had given me and I just flipped it open. I just, I just didn't know where to read, you know. I just wanted God Kinda to like speak to me. Kind of like, get God speak to me through the Bible. Yeah. And, and so you I will... took it, flipped it open, and, it, and I'm not kidding, it opened up right to Galatians. Oh, boy. Chapter 1, yep. verses 6 through 9. And oh. I was going to bring it tonight, and I forgot for, to, for, this, for this show to show you the Bible, because I circled it. And it says, <laughs> in Old King James English, it says, I marvel that ye, that ye have, um, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that, that oh, I can't remember how, how it goes in Old English, but it basically says, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have received. we are an angel. Or an angel. Any preach man. Preach any other and, gospel. And let him be accursed. Yeah. You know, so I started reading like verse six, seven, eight, nine, and it and just, just opened tears, up. A tear started to flow, and I realized I did not need the Mormon Church because when this was written, it was before Joseph Smith, and so absolutely, I thought, well, Paul, the, this man Paul, was writing to warn people in the future about other types of messages before Joseph. Smith. So I just had to put two and two together to realize that. What I had now was Jesus alone, and I didn't need the Aaronic priesthood, being a deacon. I wasn't even a deacon, but all the levels, all the pomp and circumstance, all the titles, all the things, all the do, all the list of things, that wasn't what it was all about. Because you knew it was grace, and it yeah. was a gift, right? and you can't work for a gift. Right. <clears throat> if it's a gift, it's a free gift. And now I knew if I could serve him, because of my relationship with him. Now I could do it out of love, not out of trying to prove myself, not trying to, to earn your way him. to... Yeah. Right, it's like, it's like the ideas I've thought about it more recently. It's like when you try to, if you try to pull vault over the Grand Canyon, you know, it's impossible. Some people might get far, farther than, on a human level than others, but you're never going to make it across. It's impossible. <laughs> Everybody's going down. Right, right yeah. So that is... Oh. Um, that's, that's how I got saved. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. And you were 14 years old. Right, right. And uh, did you share this with your mom and, yeah. and your dad? I mean, yeah. you, well, your dad said that he had been born. Was he pleased that you had had this experience? Yeah. Did you talk about it? Yeah, 
Yeah, he was. What they about were, your brother and your other family members? They all just, you know, I, they were all interested in it, kind of. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, it was a little awkward. And then the other, you know, cousins and aunts and uncles, and you know, the word started getting out, and it was, it was definitely something that was wow. rocking the boat. Yeah. You know? um, did you but, feel ostracized, or I mean, did you a feel little like bit, that, Yeah, a little bit from from some family members, but it's just understandable. And that's hard as a young person, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's understandable. And I mean, I think yeah. people in Utah have it even so much more difficult, you yeah. know, people that might grow up in Utah and 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 then become born again and have to deal with the whole state of Utah and, and all of those things, you know. And all so the, I, the I, culture I can, here, I can, yeah. I can empathize a little bit. Now, you mentioned yeah. earlier that you were concerned about these sins that you were weren't, weren't sure you'd be forgiven of, and of course your father and mother not being sealed in the temple, but did this help answer those questions for you? Oh, about of sins? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just... And explain why that is uh, well, for, because for the audience. You, you, you go to a certain level of heaven, depending on how good you are. I mean, from a young person's standpoint... In the Mormon church. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, if you lie, if you steal. I mean, I stole a comic book. I stole a candy bar, you know? Yeah. Oh, now, where did that put me, you know? Yeah. Did and, that drop me down? And then I yeah. went to church. I went back up a little bit. Right. And now what do you understand about Christ's sacrifice on the cross? Well, he is the only person that could satisfy the holiness of God, the, the justice of God, the mercy of God. I had to place my complete faith and trust in what he did for me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be lost in my sin. And so, um, <laughs> because of that, you know, now, um, positionally, I'm, I'm clean. I'm, I'm He's I'm, paid for all I'm, of our yeah, sins. Past, yeah, I've been rescued. I've been rescued future. from my state, you know, yeah. of, of sinfulness, you know. So Well now being a young person, I don't know what your relationship was with was with the Bible, say, before you were born again, but did you notice a difference with that? Uh, well, what was nice was, um, yeah, after I got saved, I started going to that Christian school. Was I was going to ask if you church. kept going to the church yeah, at yeah. Santa Rosa and, and church. in Bible class, I asked question after question. And now here... They weren't telling you to... No, they were, saying, they were answering my questions, you know. And my youth pastor, he would answer my questions. And sure, you know, I would tire him out, you know. But I just had a lot of questions, you yeah. can imagine, right? So... Um, I remember growing up, though, I did have like a, a Bible on record, you know, one of the big vinyl records, you know, the long plane LPs, you know, so we'd, I'd listen to that sometimes, and, but, but now it was real, you know, now yeah. it was something, and I started going on mission trips to Utah, too, with my high school group, and that's oh, really what wow. brought about me coming out to Utah by myself when I was 19 for a month. I spent a, a month internship working with uh, Ira Ransom, who's a missionary here in Utah, mm. still, and uh, this is back around 83, or no, 85, 85. And, um, you know, the mission trips to Utah, the month long here, uh, working with a, a pastor, yeah. um, and then uh, being a camp counselor at Camp Utaba, and that was just the thing that really God put on my heart. He, he just really spoke to me saying, I want you to live in Ogden, Utah. I'm not kidding. I mean, I felt like he just was saying, for some reason, Ogden, Utah, this is where I want you someday, you know. Didn't know when, but I just felt like that was where he wanted me. So, wow. um, Now, I, now you're married. Yeah, I met my wife children. in Southern California. Uh, we went to the Master's College, met her there. Yeah. And um, and I just, you know, and so Tammy, she's, I told she's her. She's Christian. Yeah, and yeah absolutely, yeah. She, she wanted to live a life of some type of, you know, missionary, missionary work. And so yeah. God brought us to Utah. We got married in 91. And um, so... 
you know, she grew up in a in a, in a strong Christian home. You know, yeah. her father was Jack Wordson, who started a big ministry on the East Coast, mm. Bible Bible um, institutes all around the world and wow. camps and things. And so she was ready to do something like this, like going wow. to. I didn't know quite what, but I wanted to see, by God's <laughs> grace, Utah change. My my heart was just to see Utah change. It just it it just seemed it was too overwhelmingly controlled by you know, the teachings of the LDS Church, and yeah. I just wanted them to be freed from that and know Christ. You and know? you knew that now, I'm sure you've studied, and you've probably studied more now as a, as a Christian than you ever did as a Latter-day Saint. I mean, you know about masonry and yeah. the temple and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, and you mentioned that, that you came here to Utah, Tell us just a little bit before we run out of time about some things that you sponsor here. You bring youth groups over yeah, well, and I had invite such a good, them to come. Yeah, I had such a good experience bringing teams out to Utah, or, yeah. or excuse me, going to Utah as a high school kid. Right. Well, I just wanted to multiply that. So we started our own ministry, a 501c3 ministry called Utah Partnerships for Christ. And we started in 2000. Um, we bring out teams from around the country, and they we train them ahead of time at their location. We travel out there, so we've had teams from Alaska, California, New York, uh, Texas, just all around the country. Teams generally um, youth, youth, right? Groups, yeah, youth high groups. school and college yeah. students. They come to Utah, and we, we we put together an itinerary that fits them, and we we do all types of different like outreach. Um, we might go and go door to door and invite people to maybe a new church, like a church startup, you know, a yeah. startup plant, a church plant. Um, we will invite people to come to our little facility, the Blue House up in Ogden, mm. the little house right there that, yeah. where we house the teams, and we'll feed people dinner. We'll go to the Mormon ward on a Sunday afternoon after we've gone to a Christian church in the morning. Really? And we'll go there for three hours, and then we'll ask the Lord to, to open up doors so we can invite people to... And do you get good, yeah. interesting responses, a few, I guess. Yeah, we get a few people that will show up, you know, yeah. and we'll be able to interact with them, um, share Christ with them, ask them questions, build a relationship and all. So, well, so let me... Uh, I, I wish we could spend even more time. You've got a, a great story, and I... Uh, are, are Mormons Christian? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Mormonism, there's a difference, you know, between Mormonism and a yeah. Mormon, because you can be a Mormon technically and be born again, saved, you know, so I want people That's to true. know, uh, so, so on a real technical basis, you know, yeah. um, I want to make that distinction, you know, someone yeah. can be in the Mormon church, be a Mormon, and, and they can have had a Mormon a, personal, a personal relationship. experience, you know, a, a real encounter with Christ. But Mormonism and, itself but Mormonism yeah. has a different Jesus, and they yeah. have the idea that God the Father is an exalted man. So, so we're talking about two apples and oranges here. Yeah, we, we're really not talking is. about s the same God in the, that's in the Bible. And, and you share this with these youth groups and try to right. teach them how to... Are very many yeah. of them conversant with Mormonism when they come? You know, a little bit, and yeah. we, we, we spend that time doing some training ahead of time, yeah. and we give them books, and we give them good materials, DVDs and things. And yeah. it just For a lot of these kids, it's their first mission trip, so we want them to get a little bit more grounded so when they go home, they can interact with, with people when they get invited to the dances or yeah. the missionaries come to their doors. They'll be able to talk to them in a loving, kind yeah. way, you know. But isn't it wonderful that they have the freedom and we now have the freedom to be able to look at anything we want, to study. Yeah. Uh, we're, not, we're not fearful of what 
comes down. Uh, you know, we're, we're grateful for what the Bible has to offer us. Well, we've got just a little bit of time left. What do you say to the LDS people? What would you, right. if you've got a few minutes and you'd tell the LDS people something, or what would you well, say? Well, I would say the next time you're given an opportunity to to read something that's the other the other side of the coin, you know, there's two sides to every story in a sense. I mean, you you can you have the freedom. You have of God's God's not going to push Himself on you, but don't be intimidated by the people that you've grown up with. Be respectful, of course, but but take time to really investigate because truth won't fear investigation. If you can't trust the Book of Mormon geographically, don't trust it spiritually for your eternity. Check these things out. Google Zarahemla. Google Lamanites, Nephites. If it's real then go on and trust it spiritually. But if it's not real, then my, my, my challenge to you is, is to ask you, how can you trust it spiritually? Well, I really appreciate your testimony and, and uh, all the work that you do and this outreach program with the youth. I'm sure that's having an impact. Have you had some good responses and thank you letters and stuff from people, I'm I think sure? God, God just, he, God will use anything that we do when we're obedient to him, yeah. you know, and you see the fruit over time and yeah. and it's a good thing, you know. And so. how wonderful that your family, your kid, children, and you enjoy church. I mean, do they yeah. do they enjoy going to church? And yeah, yeah, we, we go to um, Ogden Valley Community Church. It's a good, solid Bible teaching church and we, we love it up there. And, and so and the kids yeah. enjoy going. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you, yeah. you being here, and yeah, thanks thank so you. much. And, you. you know, I, I just want to remind everybody, we, I mention it from time to time, but this is truly, a, as, as uh, Russ mentioned, this, this is another gospel, right? Mm. It just seems like another gospel. Everything that you look at, uh, it's the gospel of Joseph Smith, and uh, you need to be, we, we need to be following the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night. See you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.